I'm Evelyn, and I'm a geoholic. We're live, McKenna. Are you nervous? A little. A little bit. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to have you. Episode 184. 184. Yes. Welcome back to Yaholics. Uh, so much good content the last few weeks. Oh my gosh. Yep. Um, again, over the last two weeks, we have set two record download days. So I don't know if it's something we're doing different, the quality of our guests. I'm super excited about our guests this evening, um, but things are definitely trending in the right direction. I have my oldest daughter, McKenna, as my co-host this evening, and the reason for that is that producer Sean is on vacation this week, and you kind of got voluntold, didn't you? Yeah, I figured he must have really been in a bind if I, <laughs> if I was getting tapped on the shoulder, but super excited to be here. Thanks yeah, for yep. including me, Dad. Absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun and a little exciting news. I'm sure I've talked about it before, but McKenna is getting married in November. Yep. How are things? How are the plans? Everything, uh, are you stressed or are things, um, things in pretty good shape? No, I'm not. I'm not too, too stressed. I mean, Will and I, that's my fiance, we got engaged a little over a year ago, so we've definitely had time to proactively get things into place, but I do feel like very fortunate to be in the situation. And it is like, once you get one thing done, something else sneaks up on you, but, um, it's been good to talk with you and yep. the lovely Megan and figure yep. out what else. Yep. yep. And done. you've got, uh, and Will, Will's a good partner. Yeah. He, he's awesome. Like yeah. he's, He's probably more invested in getting it all planned than I am, so I'm very, I'm very lucky. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. But what about you, Dad? What about me? What's new in me? Um, oh, I started listening to a new book recently. Okay. Uh, for those of you listening to the show, know that I'm kind of into this self-help stuff, you know, and coaching and things like that. So the yep. book is called Bold, B-O-L-D, by Peter... Diamandis and Stephen Kotler, my good friend JJ Levinsky turned me on to it. And it is awesome. You know, it's about like modern entrepreneurialism. Um, and one takeaway, I'm still pretty early on in the book, but one takeaway that I will mention is we are so used to thinking linear when we need to be thinking exponentially. And the one term they use is like exponential entrepreneurs. And that's all I'm going to say about it. That's my teaser. So okay. hopefully if you're listening, You've piqued my interest. check out Bold. Yes. Highly, highly recommended. Perfect. Um, other than that, our guests this evening, as our listeners know, we ask all our guests to provide like their favorite band or musician or whatever. And uh, our guest this evening, her response to that question was, it depends on my mood. So when that happens... When that, when that happens, it's dealer's choice. So this evening, we got that song that McKenna's going to tell us about right now. Okay. So, oh. That's you. Um, this is the Blues Traveler, but anyway. Okay, and then Blues Traveler is an American rock band known for their unique blend of blues, rock, and psychedelic improvisation. The band was formed in Princeton, New Jersey in 1987 and has been active in the music scene for decades. Their music is characterized by John Popper's wonderful harmonica playing and distinctive vocals, along with their tight-knit musical chemistry. In addition to their commercial success, Blues Traveler has earned a dedicated fan base affectionately referred to as Travelers. Travelers, that makes perfect sense. So I am not a traveler. I do like 
blues traveler. And the reason I chose that song is I am actually going to go see them and Big Head Todd and the Monsters tomorrow night. Really? Incidents? Who knows? But yeah, so I'm, big, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm not a traveler per se, but definitely a fan of, okay. of the band. So looking forward to that. We are, of course, in the Diamondback Land Surveying Studio this evening. TK, a big, big fan and supporter of the show. Um, a little bit about Diamondback Land Surveying. If you don't know, they do uh, all kinds of mapping, topo surveys, construction services, and 3D scanning. And they're, they are very dedicated to building and maintaining an excellent reputation. And of course, they have our good friend Rob Moores on the team as well. So Shout out to Rob. Um, next up, the Airworks. Somewhat random trivia. Okay. Kind of. Do you have something for us this evening? I do. So you've probably heard of breathwork. It's trendy right now. Um, people have been practicing breathwork for thousands of years. Hmm. It has roots in yoga. So the basic idea of breathwork is to release toxins and stress when you breathe out and then nourish your mind and body when you breathe in. So there are several health benefits that have been proven for example, it's easy to become overwhelmed and stressed. When you focus on your breathing, you allow your body to chance, or I'm sorry, change the chance to reset, recover from negative side effects from stress. So like balanced blood pressure, better immune system, release of stress hormones, mental clarity. Um, some breath work examples would be like the four, seven, eight mm. breath, which is where you breathe in for four, hold for seven, and then exhale for eight. Interesting. So Give it a try. See if it works for you. That's pretty interesting. I'm sure that that also goes along with meditation yep. as well, right? I'm sure we'll be talking about that here in just a little bit. Um, so yeah, really cool stuff. And it is amazing to me how just taking a like a really good deep breath, like before you're getting ready to do something that maybe you're nervous about or you need to focus on, yeah. just that one good deep breath before you move forward makes a world of difference. Um Okay, so I've got the Advanced Genetic Surveys Weekly uh, Words of Wisdom, basically quote of the week, and this goes along with our show this evening as well. And here we go. One of the keys to harnessing this potentially unlimited power of the mind is to expand your level of self-awareness. I think self-awareness is so important. Again, something we're going to be talking about here more in just a second. But of course, that is, and I never know how to say this, guy, this guy's name because it can go a couple different ways. Deepak Chopra. I've heard Deepak Chopra, Deepak Chopra, but either way, it is Mr. C. Uh, introduction of our guest. Our guest is uh, presented by XYHT Magazine this evening. We have Heather Hakes with us. A little bit about Heather before we let her jump in here. Born and raised in Littleton, Colorado, and she lived in Kentucky a uh, good part of her life through college. Uh, she also attended Northern Kentucky University, and I looked it up in their... Um, what are they, the Norse, I think? The Norse, the Norses, I'm not sure exactly what that is, but um, that's what they're represented by. Uh, her hobbies include anything outdoors, and she's super active. She loves traveling. Her current job, she's a mindset coach, author, speaker, host of the Mind Over Matter podcast. Check it out, it's awesome. And her passions include helping others get out of their own way and living their best life. I love that. Heather, welcome to the Geoholics. Thank you both so much for having me. 
Yeah, this is this is exciting. I'm looking for this conversation for gosh, a few months. I was, um, you know, I, I guess I got introduced to you on LinkedIn, and I'm one of your 20 plus thousand followers at this point. And your content was just amazing. And McKenna was saying that you know she follows you on Instagram and you yep. know checks out your content there and stuff. So really good stuff. So I'm super excited to have this conversation. But before we get to it, we have to do the Trimble Pro Point icebreaker. This is a good one. Heather, what was your favorite television show as a kid? Oh, dang. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm an 80s baby, so we got to go back to like the 90s. Uh, you know, I grew up with Say by the Bell and TGIF. Uh, there you go. Gosh, I don't remember my favorite show, though. I think more today as, as kind of an adult, and I think where I got my sense of humor and personality is watching Friends and Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Two classics. Absolutely. What's yours, McKenna? Yeah. As a kid? Yeah. Does anything stick out? Uh, I like the wild thornberries. You like The Office. It's not from a kid, but yeah, that is like... You've been watching it since you're like 10 years old. Big Brother is what I would oh, say. If that was case... Or Survivor. You know what? Actually, Will and I have been watching, um, speaking of Joe Rogan, was like old Fear Factors. Fear Factors. Oh, they're so funny. Crazy what they were able to get away with. Mm -hmm. Like, you could not do a lot of that stuff in today's day. And like, we used to just watch that while we were eating dinner. I'm like, how did we? It was so horrible. Bugs and brains and stuff like that. Yeah. So Um, funny. Yeah. Uh, Good stuff. All right. A little bit more about Heather. Let's get to know you just a little bit more. So you grew up in Kentucky. Um, how did that experience maybe influence your personal values today? So as you noted in the beginning, I'm actually from Colorado, but I did live in Kentucky middle school through college. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. For me, I'm definitely glad. I actually moved twice in my eighth grade year, once to Washington mm. State, nine months later to Kentucky. So I oh, just well. take that part out. But now as an adult, I can be very grateful and thankful for those opportunities to get out of my comfort zone, to have to meet new people. You got to kind of create a new identity wherever you go, because it was really hard at first in eighth grade. I mean, that's a pivotal point. Yeah, that's a very influential time in most, you know, kids, uh, you know, the point in their lives. Yeah, that's a, a tough. Scary. You're heading that's to high tough. school. We um, lived in southern Southern Illinois for a number of years and yep. uh, spent a little time in Kentucky. Go down to like Paducah and that type of thing. So yeah, um, so you are a self proclaimed personal trainer for your mind. Uh, how how did you know that this is something that you were going to be good at, and what makes you good at it? So how I came up with that term is so much of my teaching is through metaphors, especially through sports. I'm a marathoner, triathlete, snowboarder. Give me a thrill and I'll go do the thing. But I also love, are you guys familiar with David Goggins? Yeah. Yep. So Goggins is a whole nother animal. But what I love about Goggins is he has a mindset of steel. And, you know, I did his four by four by 48 challenge. I love pushing myself mentally because mm-hmm. when you push yourself mentally, you realize that most people like Goggins talks about are living maybe at max 40% capacity. Mm. But anyway, how did I know I'd be good at this? I, I don't, it's kind of like life just keeps unfolding before me. I, w- I did the corporate thing. So I, I got my ma- uh, bachelor's degree and then I got my paralegal and I did 10 years in corporate, hated 10 years in corporate. 
took a leap of faith, no plan. Um, but what's funny in hindsight, 2020, my dream as a little girl was to be a teacher. But when I got to college, making 35 grand a year didn't seem that fascinating. So it's just, it's, you know, to bring it full circle, 10 years later, I came back to what I really wanted to do. That's hmm. help people, right? Yeah. And I love this stuff. I'm a nerd about it. Fully immersed, eat, sleep, drink it all day long. What do you think sparked your fascination, um, you know, with that? I mean, I guess it's part psychology, of course, right? Oh, and yeah. just, um, you know, realizing one's human potential. Well, I think for me, I never, and McKenna, maybe you can relate, but I never felt like I fit in. But of course, in school, you want to fit in, right? You don't want to stand out. So I try to follow the crowd and I did what we're conditioned to do. The American dream, you go to college, you get a degree, you climb the corporate ladder, you obtain these things, you'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Only to find out I got all the things that were supposed to make me happy. And I was like, nah, this isn't for me. <laughs> but um, what the beginning part of that question, what did you ask me? Just like, just how did you become fascinated with it? Oh, okay. So from that point, I started reading personal development books as a young teen. Mm. And I was fascinated by like the, the human mind and why we do what we do. And, you know, I, I think deep inside, I didn't know it back then, but I, I knew I was meant for more. So trying to fit in the box of a nine to five wasn't for me. And so I think it was just that seeking only to find out everything we want is inside. Mm. Interesting. So how, what was kind of like the tipping point for you being in the corporate world and you're like, okay, this is it. Cause I'm, I'm 27. I'm in the corporate world and I have this discussion with my dad all the time. I'm like, I just don't know if this is for me. Right. And I think a lot of people my age feel that way. So what make, made you take that leap of faith and say, this is, this is it. Well, and I think even as, of course, these younger generations, you guys want freedom. And that was the big thing I wanted. Yeah. I wanted time mm. and financial freedom. I wanted to live life on my terms. And I'm not bashing corporate. It's great for a lot of people. Sure. But for creatives and people that need, you know, to color outside the box, you got to go a different route. So anyway, the question, what, what really kind of changed the trajectory of my life Kind of like you, but I was engaged to be married, called it off two months before the wedding, kind of had my own wake up call. What am I doing with my life? I wasn't happy. I had the money. I had the vacation time. I, I just, that's when the self-introspection came in. I hired my first coach and quit corporate in 2017. Hmm. Wow. And I believe I read that when you did that, there was some travel, right? Like, you traveled oh, yeah. the world for like two and a half years or something like that. That had to be an unbelievable, um, gosh, experience. What are, what were some of your takeaways from that, um, that maybe also helped you on, on your mission? So the whole thing, quitting corporate, it was not easy. So let me just emphasize that was not an easy quote risk to take, but I got to the mm -hmm. point that I had this burning desire, this intuitive nudge. I needed to do it. And you got to learn to follow those nudges. So I quit corporate. And after I quit is when I actually got awarded from, I worked in oil and gas at the time. Mm. I was awarded a six-figure payout from the IPO. I didn't know I was getting anything. <laughs> and I've heard many stories of this for people when they took that leap of faith. You know, jump and let the net appear. Other people 
um, you know, got laid off with six months severance and weren't happy in their job. So anyway, for me, I think that was just a great reminder and like a, a real truthful thing. Like the universe has your back. Take a leap of faith. The resources, the people, the finances, everything you need will always be provided. So yes, that led me to pretty much two and a half years of travel, living in San Diego, teaching paddleboard yoga. I got to write my book and which led me into podcasting and coaching. I didn't plan any of this. Wow. That that was a huge leap of faith. No (laughs) doubt about it. When you're saying a nudge, is it just something that's like weighing on your heart? It's continuing to, to just, what does that exactly mean? Yeah. And I think for each person it's different and, and whatever you believe in, I don't, I don't care what you call it. God, the universe, source, energy. I truly believe that we all have kind of that internal compass. Mm-hmm. And so you might hear it in a song. The chorus of a song just, quote, happens to stick out that day, like the message you needed to hear. Some mm-hmm. people I've seen even, I'll be driving down the road and a billboard just happens to pop out. But for me, that nudge, it's its a whisper it's a feeling. Have you ever been driving down the road and you don't quite know why, but you're like, I need to turn right. I need to take this exit. Have you ever followed those? That's what I call a nudge. Okay. Yeah. Or you're like, I need to call this person for some yeah. reason or something like that. You know, you don't know why, but it yeah. just kind of pops into your mind, you know, like something you should do for whatever reason, I guess, yet to be determined at that point in time. But, um, yeah. You know, you mentioned um, like the, the power of an individual's mindset and how that can shape um, shape their life, basically. Explain that just a little bit and how that's even possible. Okay, well, gosh, that could be a whole, in- we could talk hours <laughs> just on that. But at a very high level, because I like to give high level overview, yep. especially in entrepreneurship, I call entrepreneurship personal development on steroids entrepreneurs, everyone I've ever talked to, we know that depending on our headspace, our mindset, our focus, our determination is an exact uh, reflection of our bank account. So when we're sitting in procrastination, self-doubt, chasing all the shiny objects, no focus, we also have no income. So that is like we are the creators of our reality. So on the mindset piece, You know, maybe you've heard the saying before, the 80-20 rule. I think of it more like 90-10, that um, 80% is mental psychology, 20% is strategy or mechanics. Let me explain that a little bit. I had that flipped. When I started entrepreneurship, I was 80% on strategy. I spent a ton of money on a website, marketing, trying to figure out my avatar, all that work. (laughs) But I lacked belief, confidence, and I was procrastinating. So until I dealt with those three things, I you could spend all the money in the world and not have any forward progress. How do you deal with procrastination? I mean, I know that's something that everybody deals with. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. How do you train your mind to not procrastinate? Is there a tool? Is there some way that an exercise oh, yes. that you can do? Oh, <laughs> yes. Let me ask both of you and be honest. Did either of you hit the snooze button this morning? Oh, yeah. I did. Yep. Yep. 10 minutes. Okay. So I love the quote, how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you wake up and you start your morning hitting the snooze button, you are procrastinating on your day. 
And for me, I used to, when I was in corporate, I hit snooze two to three times every morning. Then I'm up rushing around, rushing in traffic, trying to get to work. So what happens is we create this habitual state of being. If you procrastinate first thing in the day, then you procrastinate on emails and then you procrastinate laundry, taking trash, everything. It affects everything in your life. So how I trained myself, how I started changing it, it was little things. Create winning habits with little things. Number one, do not hit snooze tomorrow. Start training yourself. Set your alarm for the time you need to get up and get up. But the big one I did, and and it was little things. I live in a two-story townhome. And so when I would collect the trash, I used to set it at the top of the trash. And when I caught myself years ago doing that, I collected it. I walked it downstairs. I put it in the trash can. And I went back to what I was doing. So finishing small Hmm. tasks like that... creates this new pattern that you finish tasks when you start them. That trash example is so funny to me because one thing we're guilty as we'll put our, like our trash cans are in the garage on the other side of the garage from where the door. It's not far. It's not far. It does take walking around a car to get there, but we are guilty of putting the trash bag outside of the door of the kitchen and then like on garbage day, walking to the trash can. Oh, I know. Will and I do that. I, sleep thing in the morning is like, I struggle with that because I'm always like so nervous. I'm going to oversleep. So like, I'm a weirdo. I set like an alarm, like 30 minutes before I'm supposed to be up. So it like, kind of like loosely wakes me up. And then I set another alarm. So I'm like, okay, I just got to stop because it's like all in my head. Yeah. 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 I've never slept through it. And I think like for me, like I, I feel like I procrastinate because what I, that one particular task, I'm like, it doesn't need to be done right now. I need to do this right now. So I put that task off till probably the 11th hour when it actually needs to be done. They all get done. They all get done, but I'm sure I can be much more efficient about it. That's for sure. Yeah. Just take care. If it's a quick hit item, just take care of it then because I'm like trying, I feel like you and I are wired very similarly. Like, trying to prioritize, but it's like, I just spent all that time mm-hmm. when I could have just done it. I could have quickly answered that. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, and that's a good, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Can you, I mean, do you categorize things throughout your day? Is that one way to deal with stuff like that? Well, so there's one book that's coming to mind or kind of a phrase and it's eat that, eat the frog, eat that frog, mm. whatever. I've but heard that. Training yourself to do the quote hard task of the day first so that you build that momentum and energy and focus so the rest of the day is cake. But I have found 100% of the time how much time I spent putting things off and, and dreading them was more than doing the actual task. Mm. That's so, so true. anyway. Yes. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I would like to think, and you're, you're the professional, so I'm really excited to hear your um, your perspective on this, but in most of the people that you coach or whatever, I'm sure that changing their mindset is, you know, definitely like a paradigm shift for them. And there are some hurdles that go along with that. I mean, it's, is it like, are there, do you take it like one step at a time or like, how do you, how do you maneuver somebody's mind, I guess? I mean, it's definitely a process. So I, I like the saying that change is simple because truly it is simple. Now it's not necessarily easy at first, but change is simple. And I, I have boiled it down to, I think simplicity is key. And something you touched on at the very beginning of the show 
was the idea of self-awareness. That is the first step to creating um, change in your life because until we become aware, Mm. which means getting out of autopilot, then you can start observing your thoughts and your behaviors. And I, I do always say negative things. And one of my clients, he didn't realize how negative he was because that's who he had been for so long. And now mm. he catches not only himself, and he's had massive, massive results. He's like, I'm seeing it in other people. Of yeah. course, because now he's hyper aware. So self-awareness think- is step number one. And I think that's huge because it's something that I've really focused on probably over the last five years is being more self-aware for sure. And I think yeah. that when somebody says something, like when somebody says that person's that person has great self-awareness, that is a huge compliment. No doubt mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Yeah. By the time someone starts working with you or you get a new client, are they at the point of self-awareness or are they coming to you because they're like, I have no idea what's going wrong and you're trying to make them self-aware? Mm. Most of the time, especially I I tend to, I primarily work with entrepreneurs and business owners. Uh, And it tends to be more male dominant in that field. Um, But I've definitely worked with females as well. Very driven type A females. But people tend to come to me because it's gotten so bad. It's almost like their last resort. And men, especially if we could ignite change before it gets, most men wait until burnout or rock bottom or till it's so bad to ask for help. And I'm like, just as soon as it's, you're off course and feeling the discomfort, fix it then. Mm. So speaking for men, I would have to believe that, the two things that come into play there are pride and stubbornness. When it comes to finally acknowledging that, yes, I need to make a change. You know what else? I, I also think I those could definitely be part of it. But if you really think about it, and again, I nerd out on this, I'm fully immersed. But if you understand our subconscious programming and conditioning, boys are taught, men are taught at a young age, you can't. Don't ask for help. You suppress emotions, not express them. Mm. Don't be a girl. Like men think it's weak and being vulnerable because we've just conditioned them wrong. And so I think it's more courageous and strong to realize, hey, maybe what I'm doing isn't working. And you're actually saving yourself time, effort, money, emotional distress by fixing it before it's real bad. Mm. So that, of course, would be a paradigm shift. Let's flip that around and talk about it from the female perspective. What are women taught at a young age that maybe they need to change, you know, in their professional, personal lives as they get older? That is a mis, you know, a misconception or what have you. I think what I see most in women is uh, people pleasing and lack of boundaries. And yeah, for- I would... I'm guilty of that. And it's something I've been working on is like the boundaries piece. It's like, I don't know when to stop. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm always supposed to be like responding and it's like, yeah. no one else feels that way. Well, and women and mothers especially are so busy taking care of everybody else. I like to use the saying that self-care is necessary, not selfish. You can't pour from an empty cup. We know it on an airplane, right? Oxygen mask comes down, put it on yourself before helping others. So if women can feel themselves from the first before you pour it over to everybody else. Hmm. 
So I have to believe that, you know, one thing I've always heard is the mind is the strongest muscle in the body, basically. Mm. Um, and I, I have to believe that's something you believe in. And, you know, talk about that a little bit. I mean, what, what can your mind do? How much can it change your life? Oh my gosh. Okay. So again, very high level, um, quantum physics. I love the science side of it. So my left brain really loves science because I don't, don't tell me a theory or an idea. I want to prove it to be true. And then my right brain, the creative, the intuitive, the flow, it's like this crazy dance I have. But, um, anyway, on, on the mind part of it and understanding quantum physics, if you really want to boil it down, your mind is the cause of every effect in your life. So I think the easiest one to talk about is money, a bank account. And for example, if you think of a thermostat, I like this one. Ed Milet explains it. Do you know Ed Milet? I'm not familiar with that name. Mm -mm. Ed Milet, super cool dude. I I heard him speak live. He's a serial entrepreneur based at LA, uh, also in the podcast space. But anyway, Ed Milet is the first one I heard him explain it. But think about it like this. We all have a thermostat, our internal set point. You've also heard the term comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So if your internal set point is 75 degrees, let's say, and life gets, quote, better, life gets 90, life gets 100. For example, do you know that 70% of lottery winners blow it within three to Mm. five years? Yeah, I've heard that. Mm -hmm. So somebody who has won millions of dollars, this huge jackpot, blow it all. It all has to do with understanding your set point. So if that person understood, oh, my, you know, my money mindset, my money blueprint is only set at a hundred grand a year. And now I just had this huge influx of millions of dollars. They will self-sabotage it to keep it at the known. (laughs) And so really that is what I'm doing with coaching clients is understanding your set point, your blueprint, money mindset, relationships, health, business, everything, understanding your internal blueprint, and then creating what I call version 2.0 so that you can raise that set point. Hmm. What are some of the things that hold people back? I mean, whether it be, um, I don't know, patterns, false beliefs, whatever. I mean, what are some things that hold people back from reaching their full potential? Loaded question, but I'd say the very top ones I see time and time again is self-doubt and then it's habits like self-sabotage. People will blow relationships because they feel unworthy or not enough. They don't, they don't understand that, but if you under, uh, you know, very high level, 5% of our mind is the conscious mind. 95% is your subconscious mind. The programming, think of Uh, like a computer, your phone, the OS, your operating system. So if currently anything in your life isn't going as planned, if you're, and this is what I see mostly, that relationships are in a funk, finances, mental, physical health, then you have to understand your conscious mind, that 5% desires for more, for better, for greater, but your programming is misaligned and you will constantly struggle in life. But anyway, self-doubt's the big one feeling unworthy and not enough. Yeah. How do you, how do you like reprogram people to think that they're enough? So the first one, it really is that self-awareness piece. So awareness mm-hmm. is step number one. And then it's starting to observe and become aware of McKenna as an example. Women are terrible at this. 
when someone gives you a compliment, McKenna, your hair looks so great today. What do you do? Like, oh, thank you. Or I'm like, oh, I, I don't. I kind of like brush it off. Or yeah, I'm just like, reflect. oh, oh, that was really nice of you, but no. Acknowledge it per se, right? Well, women especially tend to deflect compliments, right? We're kind of, yeah. that's kind of uncomfortable. Or I love that dress. Oh, really? This is five years old. You you know, we do that yes. unconsciously. But if you, if that's step number one, especially for women, if you can learn to, oh my gosh, I don't even accept a compliment because we, we don't feel worthy or not enough, just start there. So my mom taught hmm. me I was a teen, and she said, Heather, whether you believe it or not, when someone gives you a compliment, you say thank you. So I learned that a very long time ago, but that has saved me a lot. So anyway, it's becoming aware and then mm-hmm. it's getting really clear on, well, what do you want your life to look like? Your relationships, your health, your finances, your business, your career, What you have to know where you're going, right? Like you want to get in a mm-hmm. car and not have a destination, And then it's the slow steps. It is building confidence. I call it building your mindset muscle. So one step at a time, it's surrounding yourself with different people. You're a product of your environment. If you hung out with a lot of broke people, you're going to be broke. I am really excited about this next friend of the program, GeoSearch. They are new for 2023. Sean, tell us about GeoSearch. GeoSearch is a company specialized in geospatial recruiting and staffing services. You know what? I can't believe it's taken three years, but they are recruiters that have a passion for matching job seekers for job openings in the geospatial industry, specifically including job titles such as GIS analysts, GIS developers, liner specialists, land surveyors, as well as management and sales positions. Yeah, that's really great. They have a network of industry contacts and a thorough understanding of the geospatial job market really allows them to efficiently connect companies with the talent that they are looking to hire. And we know that it is a competitive world right now in the geospatial uh, profession. This company offers a variety of services for both job seekers and employers, including job search assistance, resume writing, I might have to call them, and interview preparation for job seekers and employer branding and sourcing for companies. How can folks find out more? Uh, Just go to geosearch.com. I heard something the other day that is... This is awesome. So I can't remember who said it, but the quote was, you are, you as an individual are an average of the five people that you surround yourself with. Yes. And when you think about that. that Yeah. Like, who are my friends? (laughs) Where does that put me? (laughs) Right? Yeah. But I mean, it's true. It really is. And the reason that is because you're, you're thinking the same, you're talking Mm. about all the same things you, and look, if you pay attention, here's an example. I went boating this weekend up in Wyoming and you can tell the different clicks and stuff on the different boats. There were some that like really athlete, you know, kind of meatheads. So that group, they were all kind of meatheads. The other group was pretty much the polar opposite, big drinkers clearly don't really aren't active. And so if, um, what I hear in that example as well is let's say everybody you hang out with makes around 50 grand. That's probably mm-hmm. going to be what you're making. Yep. Your vibe I mean, attracts that's your more normal. Yeah. So, yeah. That's going to be acceptable. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I remember, um, reading the book, the secret and yeah. Yeah. a lot of that, you know, 
was in a lot of what you're talking about and what I'm hearing, and there's a lot of, you know, positive thinking, the power of positive thinking, some would call it, you know, manifestation. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on that concept? Okay. Actually, I love talking about this stuff and it's perfect timing. That's why I understand that comment today. Cause life is a big synchronistic dance if you pay attention. But, okay, so The Secret came out in 06. I watched the movie the first time, and I was like, this is total BS. This is dumb. Then I got out of my own way, watched it again from a curious standpoint, open-minded, and I decided I had nothing to lose. Why don't I just try it? Now, what kind of people didn't quite grasp from The Secret, it's just simply talking about the law of attraction, which is what you think about and speak about, you bring about. And most people are thinking about and speaking about what they don't want and wonder why they keep getting more of it. But a guy I talked to on the phone today, he's like, you know, at first I thought manifesting was woo woo and really spiritual. But then I started paying attention. I was like, oh, this stuff really works. This is from a man, 54 year old entrepreneur. And I was like, okay, well then we can come at it from the quantum physics aspect because that's the science proving how thoughts become things. So it's a hundred percent works every time. And it's, it, it's interesting to me because you know, there's like, I've heard people like putting up, you know, manifest boards or whatever, you know, you put up a poster of the things that you'd like to achieve. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. But I do believe that you can shape I don't want to say your future per se, but I know so many people that are just pessimist, right? Just, just pessimist by nature. And yeah. it seems like they never get out of the rut that they're in because they constantly approach things from a pessimistic perspective. And it drives yeah. me insane. But when I look at it from that perspective, I'm like, there is absolutely an effect of positive thinking. A hundred percent. Okay. From another angle, something I say is life is a boomerang. You know, a lot of people talk about karma. Oh, you know, that, that karma will get them. If you actually look it up, cause I have karma is not a negative thing. Karma, think of it. Life is a boomerang. What you put out, you get back. Karma yeah. is simply the law of reciprocity. So if you're, um, you know, paying it forward and, and putting out good, you're going to get more good back to you. If you are negative and, and, and think, woe is me and life sucks and then you die, mm. that will yep. be your experience. 100%. Totally agree. One th Another phrase I like to use all the time is give to get. You have to give to get. And that I believe in a hundred, hundred and ten percent. You know, just like you just said, you know, what you put out. You've always taught me that. You're going to get back. And huge, yeah. huge believer in that. Yep. You were, you were having some uh, thoughts about manifestation before we started. Yeah, it was, it's just, it's newer to me because I've always kind of, I think I've been kind of like that 54 year old man that you were talking about where I've kind of pictured like woo woo or like spiritual or something. But then I was watching some of your posts on um, Instagram and there was one about like where you told Alexa, don't play country music. And then they played like country pop music, whereas you tell it what you want her to play. And it was just a cool analogy to make you think about like, okay, if I'm, let's say, in a, unhappy with my job, instead of just being like, oh, I don't want to do this, thinking more positively about this is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to get you a lot further than 100%. just yeah. being negative over and over. Yep. 
Here's the thing I want to emphasize on manifesting. Another term you can use is generating, generating wealth, mm. generating opportunities. But when it comes to manifesting, I think what happens in like vision boards, the reason I think they're great to start because it gives you clarity on, on what you want, an experience, a home, a travel, whatever. And I think that's great mm -hmm. and it excites people. But what happens is people think one day, someday, I hope that would be nice. That is not manifesting. Manifesting mm -hmm. is when, um, so Dr. Joe Dispenza, which is a guy I'm super, super into, he teaches the quantum physics, the science side of quote manifesting. At a very high level, he's boiled it down to a very simple formula. I'll teach you. It's having a clear intention with an elevated emotion. And so what that means is when you are thinking mm -hmm. and feeling, so McKenna, let me ask you one thing one thing you desire or would be really cool to experience. Tell me what that is. Um, travel abroad more. Just travel. Where? Give me a destination. Uh, let's say Italy. Okay. So McKenna wants to go to Italy. It, uh, McKenna, imagine right now, if you were in Italy, what emotions and feelings would you feel? You're content, there. happy, just po just positive, like so appreciative and grateful to be there. Great. Maybe awe, because like Europe is really cool. Italy is amazing. So the point, the, why, the reason I asked you all that, because when you can get to the end goal and like Neville Goddard is really great about teaching this. But anyway, obviously I love this stuff. You have to feel grateful, joy, in awe now. So when you are imagining, because the mind uh, thinks in terms of pictures, whatever you Bob Proctor always said, whatever you can imagine in your mind, you can hold in your hand. So if you are imagining, and I've done this with travel and, and I've gotten really cool trips and stuff. Anyway, you're imagining you in Italy and you're already mm -hmm. feeling those feels and you're walking away as though it's already happened. Not six months, not two years when I can save enough money. No, you're already thinking and feeling now. Watch opportunities come your way. Somebody might, hey, I have some flight vouchers, or I have no idea how it could fall into your lap, but I have countless uh, testimonials on how I could explain that for you. But anyway, so what Dispenza says is clear intention, elevated emotion. You're thinking, feeling that, priming the brain, and seriously, like, things come to you. Mm. I'm a believer. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. I mean, the power of positive thinking is something that I really, really try hard to live my life by. That's for sure. I'm all about positivity. I feel like I've had like some skepticism mm -hmm. about like, how would it just happen? But I just need to try. Yeah, don't question it, right? I, I like to think of it like let, the, let life surprise you. Yeah. And so one mantra I have on my phone, my first alarm of the day is after I've woken up, but my first, I have affirmations throughout the day. And it says something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me today. Hmm. I got that from Pam Grout. She's a New York Times bestseller. I love her. But using that as a first reminder in my day, it's, it's I'm looking for something. You're going to be amazing. looking for it. Yeah. And I'm affirming something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me today. Yeah. And I mean, I, I am a, I'm definitely a, um, optimistic person by nature. And I mean, I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm not optimistic, you know, hundred percent of the days. There are plenty of days where I wake up and I 
my mind is already in a bad place and it never yeah. fails. When that happens, it ends up being a shitty day because I set myself up for it is the way I look at it. Whereas if you wake up in the morning, it's like, all right, you like kind of like what Heather just said, you know, something, I'm not sure what it is, but something good is going to happen today. I don't know if it's going to be a new client, uh, whatever, you know, something. Um, it totally changes the trajectory of the day, 100%. How does physical wellness play into this? Because I saw that you take really good care of yourself, both mentally and physically. Yeah. How much does that have an impact? So I think of it more as a trifecta, mind, body, spirit, mind, body, soul. Mm -hmm. And people will explain that differently. But for me, so if you have a mindfulness practice or, or even just if you wake up and the first thing you do is just express gratitude, you woke up to another day. So uh, the mind, body, spirit for me, mind would be mindfulness practices, meditation. You touched on it in the beginning of the show, breath work, something mm -hmm. to, to create presence, to um, bring in your awareness. And then for me, body, then I go to the gym. Again, the self-care piece, I take care of me first thing in the morning. One, I love it. I love the endorphins and the adrenaline and all of that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it might be sitting in meditation. Maybe I take a break in the day and have meditation, but I take care of me first, mind, body, soul, all of it, because the rest of the day I'm serving, creating content, having calls, being on, on shows. But for me, it's the trifecta. It's not just one and it's not just the other. Because think about this, and I specifically know people who are all in on the body, very, very body focused, and their mind is a mess. Mm. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. The trifecta. You, you mentioned, um, oh my gosh, it just, I just lost the word. Oh, meditation. Um, how would you recommend someone get into meditation? Because I've, I've tried some where I like sit there and then I'm, I'm trying to focus. And then yeah. I'm thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner that night. Or, oh yeah. It's just, it's hard. And especially with someone with ADD, I'm like, I'm just all over the place. So how, how would you recommend someone like me get into that or just start? So one, l let's debunk the woo woo part of it. Okay. So I literally, again, looked this up because I wanted to create my own definition of meditation. Meditation mm -hmm. is simply, it's sensory deprivation and it's mind training your awareness and focus. That's it. Sensory deprivation. So I tend to wear noise canceling headphones and an eye mask. But yes, monkey mind will run rampant at first because that's what it's used to ding, ding, ding all over the place. It's used to that. So to start something new, think about when you were little and riding a bike, it's hard at first. And then now, you know, the phrase, oh, it's like riding a bike. You just hop right on. Anyway, something my mom taught me years ago when I started was, Heather, when those, when your mind's blah, 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 think of those thoughts as clouds and let them pass by. Because what happens when we're sitting there, we think it's supposed to be this really peaceful silence. Mm -hmm. I can't say it is that all the time, right? But whatever you resist persists. So if you're resisting those thoughts, like I'm not supposed to be having these now, you're going to make it worse. So for you, if you're new, it's yeah. literally, and there's so many apps, Insight Timer I used to love and Headspace. You could start with five minutes. If you could just... First thing in the morning, and it's way better in the morning and, and at night before bed because we're in the theta brainwave state. That's a different conversation. But that's prime time to do it. 
Because then you don't have all the monkey mind going. Anyway, for you, start with five minutes. I highly recommend do some guided meditations. Listen to background noise. There's so much free content on YouTube. But just know that that's kind of think of it as like you're reeling it in. Like yo yo, reeling it. You have to start somewhere. Five minutes. And I remember McKenna, oh my gosh, when I went and did yoga teacher training in Bali. Ugh. We had to sit for like 60 and 90 minutes, sometimes meditating, which was oh torture, torture. Wow. That's crazy. And now I've sat through four hour meditations. So, wow. Really? Yeah. Four hours. Holy God. That feels, sounds like your worst nightmare. I know, but it, it feels like it's three mind minutes. Control. Wow. That's incredible. And, and now I'm at the space. I crave meditation. I crave stillness. I crave inner peace. Mm. So just get started. Thank you. No, that's very helpful. Hey, Kent, tell us about one of the OG friends of the program, Safety Apparel. Oh, my gosh, Safety Apparel and Matthew Stansbury. They have been with the Geoholics from day one. And in addition to that, they have reinvented Safety Apparel for surveyors with the highest quality materials and most functional and versatile vests the safety industry has ever seen. Man, they really have. Safety Apparel offers ANSI CSA compliant, high visibility surveying construction vest and reflective traffic control gloves, hats, stickers, and patches. In addition, they will provide you with company logos and other designs on vests, shirts, jackets, etc. And Safety Apparel is also introducing the newest member of the Party Chief family, the Summer Yellow Class 3, with zip-off sleeves for Class 2 and Class 3 compatibility. Check them out at safetyapparel.us and send them an email at info at safetyapparel.us with your needs specifically, and they will do their best to get you headed in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned inner peace there. And I know like one of, one of your objectives with the folks that you work with is to, you know, find their individual sense of purpose or their meaning, what have you. Um, and before I ask you, you know, just kind of how you go about that, cause I'm sure everybody's different. Um, what percent of people do you think even know what their purpose is? Probably a, a very small person. Mm. That's a big thing people come to me with, not having clarity. And again, think about the conditioning and programming. Go go chase the American dream. So people have gone and done this thing for decades or their whole lifetime, kind of hitting retirement. And they're like, that's not even what I wanted. So Mm. wherever you're at, I don't care what age you are. If you're a teen, if you're in your 60s, it doesn't matter. Sit down and like, what lights you up and in your calling quote, your purpose could be to be an amazing husband, wife, partner, mom. It could be to run an empire as an entrepreneur. It, it could be to be amazing in your community. It's different for everyone. But I think, um, have you guys seen the movie? Darn it. I think it's only like one word, but it's a Disney movie. (sighs) It's not spark. I don't know why that's coming to mind. But anyway, it's a Disney like movie and the about. little one. Yeah. And it, I love Disney movies because if you really pay attention to them as adult, they have really deep meaning. But anyway, this movie specifically says in it, your only purpose is joy. Hmm. What if your only purpose was to wake up in awe? Like I have my five senses to be on planet Earth experiencing life as a human. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, no doubt. 
Yeah. No doubt about it. How do you, cause like, like I said, like where I guess where I was going with this, you know, how do you determine how to help each individual find their purpose? Cause everybody's different. Everybody's wired differently. I mean, that's gotta be a challenge. I'm sure you have something, maybe it's a test that somebody takes or something, but um, you know, something that gives you an idea on what the next move is with that individual. Well, I think the big thing to do is, you know, with businesses, businesses sit down and write a mission statement, right? We're, we're very familiar with that. They have clarity, they have direction and everybody knows it. So you all know you're moving in direction or not because you have a mission statement. Let me ask you guys, (laughs) have you ever sat down to write a personal mission statement? It's a genius idea. I have not. I haven't either. Okay. So I, I'll be honest. I heard this from Jesse Itzler, another serial entrepreneur. He's married to Sarah Blakely, founder of Spanx. Jesse, I love him. He has so much fire and energy. But a few months ago, he mentioned that. Like he sat down and wrote his personal mission statement. So then I did it. And then I brought it to my clients. But I sat down. I made it very simple. I made it one sentence. Uh, um, and so, and I did this with a client actually like last week. What is your personal mission statement? For me, it's it's to enjoy this human experience and be a lighthouse, be an example for others. Mm. That's it. And and that could be smiling and being kind to someone. It can also be what I'm doing, coaching and empowering other people. So there's so many different ways to do it. But I think ultimately something I say all the time is find your happy place and go there often. Mm. That's awesome. So your personal mission statement, was that like, did you come up with it in 30 seconds? Did you think about it for three days? I mean, what, how how did you, uh, how did you derive that? No, I actually, I was, I was going to see if I could pull it up real quick. No, it took, oh, here it is. It is. It's right here. Um, okay. You want me to read it? I'll, I'll, I don't care. I'll read it. So mine is, cause I use this phrase a lot, but no. So it took me multiple iterations and, and I kind of had a plug and play until I wanted it simple, but mine is simply to live my best life by embodying happiness, gratitude, freedom, and adventure mm. while inspiring and reminding others of their own innate power. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I feel like everything you're doing is working towards that. Yeah, I just, I I am, I'm here to live my best life. And I joke about it all the time. I have this little puppy, Zoe. She's 20 pound Cocker Spaniel. Zoe is always out living her best life. Zoe doesn't have self doubt. She's (laughs) such a a gift to me, right? Zoe doesn't worry about anything. What if we were all more like Zoe? Right. (laughs) Live live like Zoe. That's mine. Live like Lucy. (laughs) Your dog. Don't live like Lucy. She's crazy. Uh, it's funny. Um, so how did, like, how do you, you, how do you maintain your own personal development? You know, you're helping all these other people, but how do you, yeah. who helps you, you? I mean, I've invested in many coaches along the way. I'm very intentional who I spend my time with, what I scroll on social media, um, what I consume. So I haven't watched the news in years, but the books that I read, I tend to, if I watch anything on Netflix, it's inspiring documentaries or, um, I love like full swing was a sports one. Cause I got to yeah. watch all about power of oh, yeah. power of mindset with all these golfers. It was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm just, if I, 
really broke it down. I'm very mindful and intentional with how I'm showing up each day. I am human. I have off days and I allow myself and I give myself space to, you got to feel it and you move on. Hmm. Well, the passion that you have for what you're doing is obvious. Um, what, like what, what kind of goals do you have? I mean, whether it be a short-term goal or a long-term goal, um, you know, what are your aspirations? Oh, I have big ones. So I'm kind of, man, I don't really like sharing things. I've learned to not talk about things until they've happened because I just, I, I have, let's just say I have big ones. I've I'm already in the process of my second book, so I can talk about that. Um, Congratulations. Oh, thank you. But yeah, I just, I want to be, um, um, the term I use is a modern day global thought leader. Hmm. Yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Modern day global thought leader. I like it. Sounds important. Think you could do that, McKenna? If I think that way. <laughs> well, in, in your you own go. way, in your avenue, in your lane, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Um, what else? I'll be respectful of your time. We're just about in an hour here. Uh, is there anything, well, obviously, you know, if folks that are listening to this, um, you know, are like, oh man, this woman's awesome. I love her energy. I would love to talk to her. How do people go about, um, you know, getting in touch with you? Uh, I think the first place to start the best place where everything's kind of linked is just my website, heatherhakes.com. I'm on all the social platforms, you know, we're connected on LinkedIn. I love Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's my fave. And YouTube, the podcast, I'm, I'm on all of them, creating content okay. and just, yeah. Yep. Easy to find you. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, and I think you mentioned it earlier and I, I, I don't remember what you said, but we always ask, we ask every one of our questions at the at every one of our guests, the same question at the end of the show. And that is, in fact, do you have a mantra that you live by? Mindset is everything. It's actually, oh, it's just outside of our frame, but uh I had something made. Actually, let me grab it. Two seconds. I had this made. I was at I was at a Tony Robbins event, Leadership Academy, which is where I really learned the psychology and, and the coaching aspect of how you coach people to create real change. And uh, are you guys familiar with like karate or? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we had to break a board. Yeah. Well, I busted through this board and I kept it. And then oh I, my I, God. I made the sign. It's all about mindset because it, whatever you believe, um, you know, I don't believe that the sky is the limit. Your belief system is. And so this is my, I see this every day. It's my daily reminder of we are so powerful beyond measure and literally infinite potential. I love that. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. What else, Heather? Anything else you want to get out there before uh, we let you go? Oh, gosh. I think I, we could talk for hours. So I know. This time went by so fast. It I really love it. did. I love yeah. it. Yeah. How about you, McKenna? Anything else? No. I would just say it's so empowering talking to another female who's doing this and just the reminder of, like, if you think it, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's given me a lot to think about, whether that's manifestation or meditation, I think meditation. is a really good place to start for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Absolutely. Maybe you and I can hold each other accountable on that. We should. I'm sure and there's we'll an report back to Heather. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, Heather, thank you again for your time. We thank really appreciate you. it. Really enjoyed this conversation. Yes. Thank you both. And have a fabulous good meeting wedding. you. 
Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Good luck with your new book. All right. Adding value and making friends. That's what we do here. If anyone would like to be a guest on a future show or have any topical ideas, shoot us an email at info at Love to hear from you. Blues Traveler, but anyway, available everywhere. Until next time, everyone, follow those nudges. I love that. Find your purpose, and most importantly, be safe and healthy. Let's